What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Whiskey Sessions podcast. This is A Mets. I'm here with B Pimp. It's episode 82. B Pimp, how's it going with you? 82. What does that signify? That's the year Joe Piscopo debuted on SNL, I think. Oh, that's. Uh, would Eddie Murphy have been 81? Yeah, I think, or maybe they were the same year. I don't know, but I just rem- I just was reading about that and how everybody thought Joe Piscopo would be the big breakout star, but it, or no, everybody thought uh, Charles Rocket would be. Wow! But then nope. <laughs> Eddie Murphy and Joe Piscopo totally took over. So that's what happened in '82, and now we're on our 82nd episode. I will credit you, Brian, uh, because only you would say Eddie Murphy and Joe Piscopo took off. <laughs> I don't know if Italian Americans are required to say that. It is. It's part of the. You, if you, if you talk bad about Joe Piscopo, you get shit on a lot like by Italians. It. it sounds like it. Um, all right, good to know. Uh, but I think what's great about episode eighty-two is that we've been doing this podcast for I think we're approaching three years, and we have a sponsor, a big sponsor, that we're excited about. Uh, so, uh, without further ado, I, let me find this copy so I can read it. I, I'm almost nervous that I actually have to read this copy for, for our podcast. So it's from David. Uh, do you have yours pulled up too, Brian? Oh yeah. Hold on. Let me get it. Okay. It says we're supposed to put it in our own words, but I, I'm just like nervous. I don't want to lose this sponsor. Yeah. It's a big one. So hold on. I got it in my third email address. Yep. I got it. Here we go. <clears throat> Okay, the Whiskey Sessions podcast is proud to be sponsored by Dave and Busters. For a limited time only, and hopefully a very limited time, your power card is worth two times points when you go to Dave and Busters right now. Come in and use your power card to get extra games. We also have new dishes called Social Distancing Spaghetti. Um, they made it so that you could eat it and share it. And then in the, when it gets to the middle, somebody cuts it so that you're not actually eating the same spaghetti. I'm really glad that they have that. Um, also, it says no lines at any of the video games or any of the air hockey tables. Uh, so you should be good there. And they, they are power washing the foosball tables uh, after every game. They have extra staff in to, um, there's a lot of people standing around with high powered hoses. So don't mind that. That's why they're doubling the power card points. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just ready. It's like when you go to the car wash and they have the guy who um, sprays the back of your car before you go in. Um, that's what that is. So don't be alarmed. Yeah. And if the guy with the scissors meant to cut spaghetti is a little bit late on cutting it, they will power wash your mouth for free. So that's, that's good to know. Dave and Buster's. We're happy to have that sponsor. Power times two. Power times two. Uh, thank you much, so much for the sponsor, Dave and Busters. Um, of course, this is the Whiskey Sessions podcast, and we've got to try whiskeys. And I have one. It's from a state. Tell me if I'm wrong, B-Pimp. Have we had a whiskey from Texas yet? Ooh. I like, can't think of if we had. I know we've had one from... I don't... We've had one from Oregon. I don't believe we have had one from the great state of Texas. All right. Well, I have a whiskey from the great state of Texas. Uh, it is the Balcones, B-A-L-C-O-N-E-S. So hopefully it's not balconies. That wouldn't really make sense. But Balcones, it's got a nice picture of a corn cob, and it's Texas Pot Still Bourbon, straight bourbon whiskey. 
They spelled whiskey without the E, which I don't approve of, but I'll let it go for now. Uh, it is, I've got the sweet 750 uh, milliliter bottle. I, I have found that now that I'm working from home and am home all the time, I actually am going through whiskey at a pretty decent rate. So that's why I got the bottle. Uh, and it's 46% alcohol by volume. And let's see where in Texas this bad boy's actually made. Waco. Huh. Waco, Texas. Wow. Yeah. It's David Koresh approved. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I am drinking it uh, on the rocks. On one rock, I should say. By the way, I do really think it would be funny if they meant to make it balconies and they just like messed up the label. <laughs> yeah. We got to see how this is. It looks like from I can see on the video that it's a very nice red bottle, mm -hmm. so I'm excited to see how it tastes. Gonna give it the sniff taste. It smells good. It's like not overpowering. We can see the color is very caramely. Yeah, I'm thinking about that first taste. It's got. Now here's the problem. It, it's a very good whiskey. It's got a little bite to it, but I actually I'm not sure if it really has a bite to it. I think I just have a cut on my tongue. So it's making bites seem extra bitey. And the cut on my tongue is from, I think part of my tooth chipped off, like a really small part. I can't even see where it is, but something between my teeth is extremely sharp right now. And so I think I've, I'm cutting my tongue on it. So this whiskey tastes extra strong because of it. So those of I should say those of you out there, if you're going to try this whiskey, make sure you cut your tongue somehow before you yeah. do it. If you want the full Andy Metz experience of what this whiskey tastes like, cut your tongue just a little bit. I'm going to give it one more sip. All right, moment of truth. It's a familiar taste, and it it doesn't have. I kind of expect like a little caramelization sometimes, but it, it's it's not leaning that way. It's it's actually kind of leaning. It's leaning a little more metallic instead of like that full note caramel taste. Mm. Ooh, this is this is a tough one because I don't dislike it, but it's it's not high on my list either. You know, I would say this is unprecedented, except I know I did it on a recent podcast, but I'm gonna take one more sip, or the third sip, just to know for sure. Third time's a charm. I could see the painstaking effort that you're putting in to decide the fate of this whiskey. This is, this is like one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make <laughs> regarding whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Balcones, Texas, pot, still, bourbon. You get in the boot. <gasps> Gasp. Sorry. I, I had to do it. Uh, maybe because it's like early in the day and maybe whiskey's not tasting as great to me right now, but I just don't think this is like up to snuff. If certainly at least half of the whiskeys I've had are better than this. So it's in that like kind of, you know, it's, it's not as bad as like a Kessler or uh, um, what's the other crap I've been drinking? Ancient Age. Oh, Ancient Age. Yeah, it's not as bad as that, but that doesn't mean it's got a ticket on the train. Right. No, I, I, in good conscience, I can't actually recommend this to people. And if I think about it in that context, it has to get the boot. Good thing it's not on a balcony because it would have fallen right off when oh, you give it the boot. right off. Yeah, big old boot. Uh, okay. 
if it is our first Texas whiskey, it's our also our first Texas boot whiskey. It's a cowboy boot. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we don't have a whiskey for you to try. Don't bother with this one. Hopefully, we'll have something better for next episode. Uh, but what we are talking about, everybody's at home. Um, not everybody, but non-essential workers, which of course is both of us. <laughs> yeah, that's ain't that the truth? <laughs> yeah, I've never felt less essential. No, but I mean, people are trying to come up with things to keep them, keep them going, keep them happy. And so, with that in mind, our top five list is talking about the songs that make you feel happy. Which, B pimp, I'm so glad you came up with this idea uh, because once I started going on this, I I felt pained to leave some of these off my list. How was putting together the list for you? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I had to stop um, adding just because I I don't have that many honorable mentions, but I knew if I kept going, I could get to like 25. So I had to kind of cut it off and say, these are the ones that make me the happiest. Yeah, I I added like two more within like five minutes of starting this episode. And I was like, okay, I got to stop. Yeah. Um, All right. But without further ado, let's get into it then. These are our top five songs that make you feel happy. More than four, less than six, it's the top five. All right, B-Pimp, what is your number five? Number five for me, a bit of an obscure song. I'm sure that's a shock to all of you out there. Um, But it's Maria Tambien by the band Krungbin. So... They're I a big ba- song, or if I, do, I can't think of it. I don't know. I'd be surprised. I never heard of them until uh, last year when I went to Denver for a little trip, and we went to uh, Red Rocks to see this band Wolfpack. Mm-hmm. Um, and the opener for Wolfpack was this band, Krungbin, and there was a lady sitting next to us in Red Rocks who uh, was like, "Who are you guys here for? I'm just here for Krungbin." I was like, "What?" <laughs> like I didn't even. <laughs> I didn't know who they were or anything. And I was like, this lady, I was like, this must be the biggest fan of this band or something, because I tend to think I'm kind of plugged in with music. And I was like, I've never heard of them. Um, and then they came out on stage and it was like a dude, the, the front guy plays guitar and had like a red suit with like platforms on. And he had like a wig, a black wig on. It was wild. Huh. And, he was just like a guitar shredding machine. And then the bassist was a woman in like a sparkly dress and platforms. And the drummer was this huge black guy wearing like a dashiki. And he was a machine also. So I was like, oh, okay. This is just like three amazing musicians that said, we're going to like dress up and play a bunch of cool jazz music and not have anybody sing during it. So I was, I bought in immediately to what this lady was talking about. Wow. So it's a yeah. three person band and it was like jazz as an opener for essentially a metal band. No, Wolfpack is a, uh, they're not metal. They're like, um, poppy jazz. Oh. It, it fit in. It did fit in. Not knowing who Wolfpack is. Yeah. Wolfpack sounds like it would be a metal band. That is fair. Mm. Um, just anything German sounds like it would be a metal band, but <laughs> yeah. They no, they were great, and this song specifically is very pleasing and like very relaxing. It's just a smooth melody, and I think they're very talented. And the memory of seeing that live without any expectation of knowing anything about it was very pleasant. So that's my number five. Great pick. I love the idea of going to shows to see the opener too. I don't know how often that happened. Like I can think of 
one time we did that. We went to uh, a comedy show in San Luis Obispo, which is like three or four hours south of us, to see Beth Stelling. But she was the opener for Mike Birbiglia. So, I mean, of course, we stayed for Mike Birbiglia, and it was really good. Uh, but like that, that was kind of like the we were going for the opener. Um, and I've heard of all other people going for the openers of bands, but have you ever gone like specifically to see the opener? I know. You know what? I was thinking about it and, but I have found bands that I still like to this day from just having seen openers that I didn't know about. Um, so I like to go, yeah, I like to just see whatever. Cause usually they make some kind of effort to match up, you know, either similar styles or like they're friends. So like they may have similar tastes. So you would like it. Like we saw run the jewels at um in chicago at house of blues and they had like a bunch of cool hip-hop artists open for them plus like one avant-garde electronic musician so there's always interesting stuff yeah and actually uh, the other time we've done that is maggie and i saw macklemore but opening for them was the flavor blue who has parker my old neighbor who i used to do music with so we went specifically to see them open for Macklemore, which was like a huge deal. And it was awesome. That is really cool. Yeah. I can't remember. What is it? It's a theater in. it wasn't the Uptown, I don't think. Or it was in Uptown in Chicago, but now I'm forgetting exactly what the theater was. Yeah, whatever. I don't know any in Uptown. Yeah. There's like, oh, wow. I think there are two big theaters in Uptown. And this was one of them. Oh, man. Bad memory. No thanks to this boot whiskey, I would say. <laughs> All right. My number five is this. Okay. Number five was the hardest because I just had to leave so many off the list. But I'm going to be honest and I'm going to go with it. Taylor Swift, shake it off. Oh, boy. Like if this comes on at a wedding or... Because I think I sort of thought this in the context of weddings too, like what makes me feel like I want to get on the dance floor and like just like feels good. I still love Taylor Swift. Shake it off. I think it's it's starting to die. Well, it probably has already died down. But that thing, like that song, came out before we got married, and Maggie and I got married in 2014. So that song's been out six years at least. Yeah, I think it was right around that time. Yeah, 2013 maybe something like that but the moment that does it is um i mean the hook is great but after the bridge and then it, it kind of like dies down for a second and then she goes like oh whoa 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 and then back into the hook that's the best part <laughs> i like it i like the specific moment yeah you gotta have your moments all right what's your number four speaking of moments uh this is an odd one admittedly but Bear with me a little bit. So two songs are tied by the same band, Pantera. One is Cemetery Gates and one is Floods. And the reason that it's those two songs is because the guitarist who, Dimebag Daryl, who passed away about 15 years ago now, which sounds crazy, um, he plays like really insane solos on both of those songs and it always reminds me even though you'd think it might be sad because the guy died in like weird circumstances um Mm -hmm. and 
that would be more of like a melancholy thing, but it's just, he's such a unique guitarist and his style is so like, there's nobody else that can imitate it. So it's just, it always reminds me of like, you know, even though somebody like that, you know, is no longer here and can't make any more music. Like he had such an accomplished career and they're two of my favorite songs. So it makes me happy to hear them. Are they on the same album? No, one is the Cemetery Gates is on Cowboys from Hell, which is 1990, and then Floods is on the Great Southern Trend Kill, which is 96. So they were like a little bit like Great Southern Trend Kill was probably the end of their creative career. So I mean, it was like it was like the middle, the peak of their popularity, and then like kind of the end of their main popularity as a band. But they're both just amazing songs. I like it when bands. I mean, every band kind of has an arc. Or maybe a couple different arcs. And it's okay if bands lose popularity. That's just how it goes. But I, I always like it when a band like toward the like twilight of their popularity has like just a jam. That whole album. You can't sleep really on good. those. Nope. 100% agree. What's your number four? My number four is Usher. Lil John, Ludacris with Yeah. All right. This song is maybe it's my number one dance song. It's it's probably the most perfect song in existence. If you're gonna combine three artists and the like, what those three artists do, they nailed it. Um, it reminds me of well, it reminds me of a lot of things. Uh, I remember hearing it a lot uh, when I was in China over the summer of like 2007. Um, so it, it sort of like fits with that memory. Um, but it is, it's just a jam. It's a great song and it's got the energy of that song and like so many funny memories associated, even like some parodies where they use the, you know, that his vocal style, they're funny, like, cause they're not mean. It's just like, this is a great song, but then people make fun of the, his delivery. So it's like so many good things about it. Yeah, and I feel like Ludacris has, like, the perfect, like, kind of funny, like, bravado, but tongue-in-cheek verse on it, too. Yeah. That's a great one. He's, like, good at a guest spot. Oh, yeah. Because he's always, he's always, uh, he's always bringing it. So whenever you hear him come in, you know it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. All right, who is your number three? My number three is Hangar 18 by Megadeth. reason for that is that was one of the first songs i heard of thrash metal when i was in high school and my friend dave schleier shout out to dave schleier who guarantee does not listen to this but um he uh we were in his ford ranger that he bought with his money from caddying at olympia fields which i also did um and he had a really sweet sound system in that car so we went to discount records in homewood illinois they had two for $20 CDs on Tuesdays. We got Dream Theater and Megadeth because we had heard Megadeth is like the band. We were just getting into metal. They were like, yeah, this is the band that you need to listen to. And I remember putting that on in his car on the way home and just being blown away by that song. And still to this day, I can put it on and just 
it's like so great if you like the kind of music. So um, that's one of my positive memories, most positive memories with any one song. And I thought that had to be on the list. Well, and that's like one of the key things I feel like for this whole list. Is it like tied into like a specific memory? Because then it just every time you hear it, it like brings that back up. Yeah, it's great. Music is powerful like that. It really is. Uh, All right. My number three is the Presidents of the United States of America. And the song is called Supersonics. Supersonics. Oh, yeah. So it's not on any album of theirs, but it is on an album, uh, I think it's called Live from the Crocodile or Live at the Crocodile or something like that. And the Crocodile is a a famous uh, bar music venue in Seattle. I I can't remember if it closed or not, honestly, I should look that up. Um, But the president had a song called Supermodel and for their live show for this album, they just changed the lyrics of Supermodel to Supersonics, but it's got awesome energy, but it's also tied in with vocal clips of like Kevin Calabro doing play-by-play. It's amazing. And it's like the perfect song for that era of when uh, like the presidents were awesome. The music scene in Seattle was great. The Sonics were awesome. And it just like, it, it feels like a quintessential song from that era. And it reminds me of home like more than a lot of things. That's pretty cool. I didn't even know that. Like I need to listen. I want to listen to the one, the original version of the song so I can get an idea. Yeah. It's uh, I think the original version of the song is on the president's second album. And so that like didn't, wasn't as big as their first album. Um, but it's a great song. And this version of it is awesome. Yeah. All right. What is your number two? My number two is Midnight in Harlem by the Tedeschi Trucks Band. The streets are windy and the subway's closing down. Gonna carry this dream. Are you familiar with them by chance? A tiny bit. Yeah. Susan Tedeschi and Derek Trucks, they got married and now they have their collaborate collaboration band, I guess you would say. They were both like solo artists for a long time. Um it's just a great, like, they what they did is they basically put a band together. It's like 11 or 12 or th- there's a lot of people in the band. And they just, they have two drummers. They've got, like, the best bassist, I mean, in jazz and, like, in the blues that's currently playing, like, modern music, I think. Um, Otail Burbridge, he's amazing. And they just, they just basically got, like, everybody that you would want if you were putting together, like, some kind of killer band to play live shows and this is a song where they kind of all show off on it and it it's like amazing every time i hear it derek trucks plays a very specific kind of slide guitar like he has a such a unique style that's that is only his and the solo on this song in particular is amazing it always just makes me very happy to hear it nice Uh, i mean that's a good reason to pick it and i gotta listen to the song i i feel like i may have heard it before but no excellent pick yeah all right my number two is run dmc with it's tricky oh what a great song 
Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of Run DMZ songs I like. I mean, I like UB Illin. I like My Adidas. I like their version of Walk This Way. Um, but it's tricky, I think, is just like the perfect old school hip hop song. It's, it's uplifting. I mean, uplifting is, it's just, it just hits. Great for a wedding, which seems to be how I, I measure all of these. Uh, <laughs> It just, like, I always want to both, like, dance and lip sync to it uh, all the time. Yeah, it's a great song. I love the energy of that song. And, like, it's, uh, that's what's nice about Run DMC in general, too, of, uh, like, trading off lines and, like, portions of lines. It's just, like, that energy. It's hard to do that, too. That energy, like, just, like, builds on top of itself. Uh, And so I think that's why they just have, like, some of the the best, most memorable, like, old-school hip-hop songs. Yeah, totally agree. All right, we are down to it. B-Pimp, who is your number one? My number one, probably very familiar to you, is Award Tour by Tribe Called Quest. God, that is a great pick. And I was like not even thinking of Tribe for some reason. It's just the, it's the intro like melody that I always associate with like the best way I could describe it. I was thinking about it before this because it has been my favorite song for a long time. Um, but you know, like if you go out, there's like a day when you don't have like that much to do and you have a little bit of time on your hands, you could drive around and the weather's unexpectedly beautiful and a song comes on. It's like, this is the best song right now to hear. And it just seems like that song, it gives you that vibe of like, this is like a relaxing day. especially like, it makes me think of the summer and like nice weather and like everything about that song is so happy and uplifting to me. I, yes, I think that song is so good in that vein. And I, I kind of like, for some reason sort of ignored that very early nineties hip hop that has a few good songs like that. Like a war tour is great. I love me some like souls of mischief, 93 till infinity. Oh yeah, I wasn't like thinking in that vein, but that's an excellent, excellent pick. Yeah. Um, All right, my number one is the Jackson Five with "I Want You Back." It's just such a good song, and it just like there's some like warmth to it where it just, I don't even know what it is. It's like catchy as hell. I like can't even like think of a better pop song. It is pretty great. I'm even just thinking of it in my head as after you mentioned it. And it's like, I can picture some of the vocal parts of the song mm-hmm. in my head, like just the way it's everything. Yeah. it's really good recording too. Oh, of that yeah. song. So good. Uh, do you have some honorable mentions? I do have a couple. Um, one is Texas Flood by Stevie Ray Vaughan. Another, like, I'm a kind of a, as if you can't tell by my list, like a guitar nerd. So he's like another guy who just watching him play guitar is a, so much fun. Um, the Lost Art of Keeping a Secret by Queens of the Stone Age, because it's like my favorite song by them, and they're one of my favorite bands. So it makes me happy to hear. Also, Solar Winds by Devin Townsend, because it comes from his album Ziltoid, The Omniscient, which is like a concept album about an alien who came to Earth for the best cup of coffee. So that's a silly <laughs> concept that I love. 
Um, and then Body of Work by Lupe Fiasco. Uh, Lupe Fiasco because it's got a saxophone solo. First, his verses and like the song is great, but then there's a saxophone solo towards the end of the song by the producer, and it like blew me away when I first heard it. I was like, "Who is this guy?" And I looked it up, and he's like a hip hop producer that's also like a amazing saxophone player and just like uh, does guest spots on all these different albums. I was like, "Wow, that's like the coolest career." But it's amazing. Okay, I would say for Lupe Fiasco, I'm like pretty. It's been a while, but like I feel like I know the first two albums really well, and then I I did listen to Lasers, uh, and I kind of know the tracks off that. What is Body of Work off of? It's Tetsuo and Youth, okay. after Lasers. Okay, all right, I have to listen to that too. I've I've unfortunately neglected like a lot of Lupe Fiasco's later work, but I hear there's some good stuff on it. That one, that album in particular is really good. That's got a lot of good stuff on it. So yeah, I would recommend that. Okay, cool. Do you have any honorable yeah, mentions? I, I definitely have a few and it's a list that like keeps getting longer. But I like Future Islands with Seasons. That's uh, a great one. The video of him dancing is so good. Yeah. Uh, I love uh, Somebody to Love by Queen. Even though it's way overplayed to the point where I, I don't think I could really listen to it that much anymore. Like I really did like Hey Ya from Outcast when I first heard it. I was like, oh shit, this is the direction they're going. Uh, and turns out that's the direction one of the guys is going. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I love actually one of my favorite like walk-in songs would be What You Know by T.I. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, song I heard recently that I thought was really good uh doja cat with say so if you haven't heard that listen to that and then uh closing out my list rex and effects with rump shaker kanye west with two words uh and this one probably wouldn't go on my list but it's honorary for maggie uh i know she she when especially when it first came out she really liked i got a feeling by the black eyed peas oh okay and that's an uplifting ass song too it is. I got to give you that. Yeah. All right. If you have songs that we forgot about that make you feel happy, uh, let us know. Hit us up on our Twitter. That's at Whiskey Sessions. Or even better, email us at Whiskey Sessions Music at gmail.com. And we'll read your email in a future episode. But we have to get to those emails now. So let's do it. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read emails and now we'll read them all right b pimp this just came in the email inbox it says hey whiskey sesh been loving the top fives lately what do you think about doing your top five carls uh and that's from carl in morton illinois wow that's an interesting question top five carls who so we know you'll have george carl george carl uh Carl's Jr. <laughs> what Carl. about Carl's Jr.? Actually, no, oh, Car- Carl Malone. He's not on my list. Remember the, the ad campaign where they had the son of Carl's Jr. or whatever? Do you, does he get in? Oh, no. Drew Tarver? No, okay. He's out. <laughs> He's out. Sorry, Drew Tarver. Sorry, Drew. Uh, okay, yeah. Carl's Jr., George Carl. Carl, Carl Anthony. Ooh, Carl, Carl Anthony Towns. Who, yeah, who's, who are you going to say? Carl Reiner. Okay, yeah, Carl Reiner. <laughs> uh, and then you can pick the fifth one. 
Well, think? how about my brother-in-law, Carl? Oh yeah, it's that's a Carl. Yeah, he's a Carl. He's a Carl. Okay, congrats, right. Carl. You made brother it. Brother-in-law, Carl. He made it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a great email. B-Pimp, what do you got? To what candy would you compare the year 2022 so far? It's like a Butterfinger, because I hate it. <laughs> you hate Butterfinger? Ugh, gross. What's so, weird is I should like Butterfingers, because I like crunchiness. I like chocolate. I like peanut butter. I don't understand what the actual candy Butterfinger is made out of. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's the Mountain Dew of candies. Oh, boy. Wow. Shots fired at a lot of brands. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I would say Mounds for the same reason. Yeah. Oh, Mounds sucks. Oh, it's just terrible. Wait, is and, ma- am I wrong? Is Mounds just like chocolate and like coconut? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Why would you want that? No. That's... Coconut tastes like... You remember when you get an Easter basket when you were a kid and it would have that green grass in it? That's what I think I'm eating when I taste coconut. Yeah, I think I had a brief phase of my childhood that I did like shaved coconut. Luckily, I grew out of it. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. No, great question. I think we can both agree. Um, it's a shitty candy, and it's just, you know, deciding what your shitty candy of choice is. Yeah, I'd also I'd also postulate good and plenty could be thrown into this mix. Uh, yeah, what are I haven't <laughs> had a good and plenty in probably twenty years for a reason. It's it's like black licorice in candy form, and they make it other colors to like distract you from the fact that you're eating black licorice. Ugh, no thanks. Um, all right, uh, if you have an email you want to send us, uh, please do, and we'll read it on the future episode. Again, that's whiskey sessions music at gmail.com and the music part is not accidental because we are right in the middle of working on the whiskey sessions 2 ep so that's going to be coming at you soon but yeah i guess that does it for this episode be pimp do you have any words of wisdom you want to leave our listeners with almond joy has nuts mounds don't that's correct and how do you do you like almond joy better or does it not really matter it's associated with mounds to me so i'll never eat it okay Great. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know what's also gross? Butterfinger with almonds. Ugh. Nah, I don't that. that would uh, be gross, though. <laughs> that would be gross. Uh, until next time, this is A Nets. And beep him. Bye. Bye.